Yes, let's get into it. Consistency, consistency is the key to success. My name is Anna K. Hutchinson, and you're listening to For Change People. Let's chat, let's laugh, because it's your time to start choosing you. Do you want to help this podcast out? Here are a few ways that you can help us out. Share on your social media site and tag us into your posts. We are more than happy to reshare. Review this podcast and let us know how we're doing. If you would like to add someone to the list of or guests, then you can send us a DM and say, hey, I would love to hear this person on your podcast. We are more than happy to reach out and to have them on the podcast. Thank you guys so much and have a wonderful day. It is Friday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I am joined by Pritz V. Hi, Pritz V. Hi, Anna Kay. How are you doing today? I am doing great today. I mean, despite the fact that we're both not feeling well, I think that, you know, <laughs> we're here today, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? I look at life differently. So every single day that I'm able to, first of all, I'm in my right mind. I am grateful for that. So I'm I'm good today. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing better. Uh, I've been sick for the last couple of days, but you know, I'm getting there, getting out of a battle with uh, the uh, throat infection. But I'm super excited about being on your podcast, sharing my story uh, with your amazing, amazing audience. So yeah, thank you so much. Yes, I am so excited to talk with you. And, you know, before I even jump into who you are and talk about your um, lifestyle, your journey, your career field, um, where you're currently living and, you know, just go into it. I want to first throw this out to you. If you were an animal, just think about an animal, who would you be and why would you decide to go with that? Okay, if I were an animal, which animal would I be? Um, so for me, I'm going to just take animal in the broad sense of insects, reptiles, and everything. Exactly, all of, those every, every, all of that, yes. Yeah, so for me, I think my spirit animal, Anna Kay, I've thought so much about this. My spirit animal is actually a butterfly. And the reason is there are very distinct phases in my life that I have completely transformed like from a caterpillar to a butterfly gone through the entire process and of course it was very painful during each of those phases but the person that I am today is almost you can't recognize who I am today and the people in those phases of my life they have to actually re-get to know who I am today so I associate myself with a butterfly because it navigates so gracefully so beautifully through the change and uh, I believe myself to have those qualities as well. There are so many stages that we all go through. And I'm sure, as you said before, you're not the same person you were before. And, you know, many of us, we can look back at who we were five years ago, who we were three years ago, even like two years ago. We're not the same, you know, person. We don't think the same. We see things differently, you know, more and so often we see life as much mm-hmm. more valuable than we have ever seen it before. And so a lot of us uh, have opened our eyes to either think big, dream big, and just the um, capability of loving more. Yes. Because some of us, we lacked that before, and now we're able to open up, we're able to share, we're able to, you know, be there for others. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. How is it in what? Bangladesh? Bangalore. Bangalore. How is it? Yeah. It's really nice. Um, it's it's a lot hustle bustle kind of energy over here. It's a metropolitan city. It's the IT capital of India. Yeah. And uh, people are really, really friendly. I mean, people are friendly all over India. It's um, it's a very cultural thing. And uh, it's really nice over here. It's a different feeling. People are nice. People are very open minded. Nice. Um, yeah, I like it here. That's good. Yeah. 
I'm from Jamaica, so I'm used to that friendly, you yeah. know, we look out for each other, we support yes, each other. It's a so. very family culture. Exactly. Um, yep. I mean, you can leave your kids with anyone pretty well. Yep. And let me not say anyone, <laughs> but if you trust them. Yeah, exactly. But it's more family oriented, you know, yes. outdoor. For Vegas, it's more indoor. I mean, there is stuff mm. to do outdoor, but it's so hot during the summer. It right. get up to like 108, sometimes mm. 115 degrees. So you can just imagine like, you're not going to want to go out there to do any activities <laughs> out. And let's get into your background. Let's get into who you are. Okay. And okay. Are you ready for this? My story is super, super interesting. It's, um, it's got drama. It's got intrigue. And basically it's got a 20 something year old girl who has no idea what her life could turn out to be. So I am actually an engineer by degree. So I started out with my engineering degree and halfway through my engineering degree, I realized, nope, this is not for me. This is not something that I see the next four years of my life. And unfortunately, the society that I grew up in, there are only three professions that they either respect you or they look up to. And that is either being a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. So I was pretty sure that, well, I can't stand the sight of blood. So doctor was out from a very young age for me. <laughs> then I was debating between law and engineering. And then I decided to take up engineering not for me. And somewhere during the second year of my engineering, it was a pretty scary thought. I mean, everyone around me seemed to have their life figured out. And here I was like an odd duck. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know how I would ever start something on my own in the future, because that was something that I've always been inclined to do. And so second year of my engineering, during the summer holidays, I was lazing around in my house. My dad, he's a very typical Indian parent, he said, you know, why don't you go out there and get some real world experience and stuff like that? And I was like, <laughs> with the marks I have, I don't think anyone's going to hire me. And of course, that was a joke at that time. My mom was not amused. My dad laughed. <laughs> and so <laughs> both my parents, they're entrepreneurs, they're business owners themselves. So my dad took me to his office, actually. And he said, um, you know, here's an employee ask them what they need and just help them out with whatever little tasks of the day. And of course, I like a typical teenager, I think I was like 19, 20 at this time. Yeah. I was grumpy. I didn't want to be told what to do. You know, exactly. I was just not in the best headspace. And so I went, but I still went because, well, he's my dad. And exactly. the employee, the job that they had for me was pretty simple. I just had to look at the website, figure out grammatical mistakes, and so I started out with that. And then I kind of figured that I wanted to change one sentence because it wasn't resonating with me. Then I figured out another web page. Maybe the color scheme was not matching with the entire website. So I kind of uh, let the employee know to fix that. And slowly, without me even realizing, Anna Kay, I absolutely enjoyed every single second of this. Mm -hmm. And then we went on to the social media page, which was Facebook at the time. This was, I think, in 2012. So it's Facebook at the time. And then I would help them with captions. And my entire summer holidays, those two months just flew by. I absolutely enjoyed every second of it. But I didn't know how I would go from being an engineer to doing all of those things, you know? Exactly, and yeah. I didn't know if people got paid for that. Yeah. And so I continued with my engineering uh, in the meantime, I was organizing college fests, I was strategizing, I was doing the outreach, I was doing PR, all of those amazing, amazing things. And again, my mind would just click with these things. And I, again, I didn't know how I would go from being an engineer to doing all of these things. And so I would feel really sad because one, that was where my passion was. And for me, I've always been inclined to find a life of passion. I have to love what I do. And so after I completed my engineering degree, I said, okay, you know what? I may not have found my passion, but I do know that I want to start something on my own someday. Why not? I do an MBA. So I grew up in Singapore, did my engineering in India, and then I flew to New York to do my MBA. And so I got into uh, Rochester Institute of Technology and I started my MBA program. Now, over there, during my first marketing class, 
my professor standing up there right in front of the class, kind of asking questions, trying to gauge how the class is doing and try to make us comfortable for the first class. And I am there, Anna Kay, like a total nerd. I'm raising my hand for every single question. And I don't even realize why I'm just so into all of that. And it wasn't normal questions either. It was like marketing campaign of Coca-Cola 10 years ago or Maggie campaign three years ago. And it was in that moment that I realized that all my life I'd been inclined towards marketing. I'd absorbed little pieces of information. It was just something that always caught my eye, but I didn't know it was called marketing. And so in that moment, I found my passion. I felt so much relief. I finally figured a career path, all of those things. It was just amazing for me. And my story actually begins there, my entrepreneurial story, actually. So I graduated from my MBA program. For international students, you get one year of student visa where you can work. And then your employer has to convert that student visa into a work visa. So I got an amazing job on Long Island, top solar firm, amazing colleagues, a great job. I was so close to New York City as well. I was basically living my best life over there. The big app. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was just amazing. So amazing over there. And unfortunately, when my student visa tried to convert into my work visa, I did not get processed. Mm. And that was such a big shock for me because I had just figured my life out, Anna Kay. And again, to have everything just up in the flames. I had to leave the country that I'd be, you know, I'd called home for the last three years. My best friends were there, my, my, my own um, colleagues, my job, everything. And so it was in this time, I was really sad. I was in a lot of pain, a lot of anguish. And I thought to myself, well, I'm already at ground zero. Okay, I've got to put my resume out on LinkedIn right now. Yeah. Why not? I start something on my own. Okay. And then I see how it goes for a year. It's okay if it doesn't work out. You know, I could always go back to putting my resume online. But if I didn't create some sort of light in this darkness, I think I would regret it in the future. So this was September 2019. I started putting my profile up on freelance platforms. Mm -hmm. I started out with freelancing and then quickly within, I think, seven or eight months, I figured this is something that I really want to pursue long term. And so August 2020, while I was in India, I actually set up my company in Delaware and um, I pivoted to being a marketing strategy consultant, which is what I've been doing for the last two years. And fast forward three years since I started my entrepreneurial journey. Oh, it's been a crazy, crazy ride. And okay, so many, so many lows, but that many highs as well. And not just that today. Um, I, ha- I wear many, many hats. I am a YouTuber. I'm a podcaster. I'm an Etsy shop owner where I sell digital yes. products. I'm also a Skillshare teacher. I'm an author, marketing strategy consultant. I mean, it's just been amazing. It's so crazy how one really rough period of my life has changed my life to a possibility that I never even thought could exist. So that's where I'm at, I'm at today. And that's the stages of the butterfly coming out to life. Right? Yep. <laughs> there it is. Absolutely. You know, there's so many different stages that it has to go through from the caterpillar, you know, turning into a butterfly and then, you know, getting its wings and it's on, off on its own. And there you are. You're off on your own right now. So all of that journey put you back into the place that you're at right now. So from you going to New York, that three years being in New York, you know, having to uproot and move back home it has helped you to become stronger. And, you know, as your dad said, go out, see the world. And you literally went out, saw the world in with your own eyes, you did it. And then you came back and you built something for yourself. I'm in like, I'm like, Hey, listen, (laughs) (laughs) that is a beautiful story. And thank you for sharing that with us. So let's get into your business. Let's get into you know, what you do, what you offer to us so that yes. we can um, come to you and get some help. So share with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Anna Kay. So my book is titled Zero to Four Figures, 
lessons learned by a broke CEO, which, uh, spoiler alert, it's me. <laughs> it's uh, basically a compilation of 61 lessons that I have learned in the first three years of my entrepreneurial journey. And one of the main concepts that I talk about in my book is how we don't have to wait until we hit six or seven figures to feel successful or to feel worthy of looking at ourselves as a successful digital entrepreneur. And my book kind of teaches people how to change the narrative when it comes to looking at ourselves as digital entrepreneurs. So it's got different um, chapters. It's got topics like self-love. It's got topics like positive mindset, growth mindset, relationships, business strategy, marketing, and then success mindset as well. So I highly recommend this book to every single digital entrepreneur out there, not because I've the per- I'm the person who wrote it, of course, but I think that I wrote Forget this it. book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, it's not because I wrote it. It's because I wrote this with a very strong intention that I wish I had read this three years ago when I first started out. There are so many lows on this journey. And uh, unfortunately, the kind of perception that people have portrayed online is that, oh, it's just you're going to hit six figures within a year. And it's not that way. It's a very, very, very long way to get there. And, you know, that involves a lot of mindset shifts and uh, a lot of reality checks along the way. And I, and I believe that my book gives that. So if you're feeling low about your entrepreneurial journey, I highly recommend reading this book because it was meant to lift people up. So that's one aspect. Another thing that I do personally, I'm a a full-time job is I'm a marketing strategy consultant. So if you're struggling to grow on social media or your website, or even just your basic marketing, you know, you can hop on a one hour call with me. And then I just talk to you about, give you strategies that are customized for your business in particular. And then I help you um, kind of understand your audience and how to navigate your business through that as well. Other places that I'm on, I have my own podcast. It's called The Marketing Nomad Show. I bring on guests. I have solo podcast episodes. I cover topics on marketing, business, and mindset strategy. I have an Etsy store where I have digital products for entrepreneurs like you. Yes. You know, for example, you want 365 content ideas. You know, you want to save time. Then hop over to my Etsy page. It's absolutely for you at a very affordable price as well. What else? I'm on Skillshare as well. I just have a few courses on there. Um, the more technical and more deep marketing strategies for growing online. How did you come about the movie? <laughs> yeah, so this was when I started out. And uh, when I started my business, I was like, okay, well, why am I doing this instead of a nine to five? And I said, okay, well, one, I want to help businesses with marketing on a large scale. I don't want to restrict myself to one industry. But the other thing is I like the freedom to travel and I really am passionate about traveling. So I was like, okay, well, I want to be a nomad. And then I also want marketing and then nomad marketing, marketing nomad. And then the marketing nomad was born. So that's, that's where it comes from. Thank you for sharing that. And then your website, where can we find you? Yes. So I am the marketing nomad everywhere. You can catch my website on www.themarketingnomad.co. So we want to get into, you know, the habits of becoming an entrepreneur. I I think that it's one of the biggest things I can say that I relate to this a lot, where I know I have to complete something. I know I have to get it done, but I'm like, oh, I'll leave it for the last minute. And then the last minute comes around and then I'm rushing and then I'm like delayed and, and I'm frustrated and I'm, I'm like panicking and everything like that. So what are five healthy habits that you think an entrepreneur should have or exhibit so that they can help with their process? Yeah, I think Anna Kay, the first and foremost thing about the entrepreneurial journey is a lot of people think it's about your business or what you want to do and all of that. I think fundamentally the entrepreneurial journey is about you as a person. You've got to understand what your strengths are, what your limitations are, the resources that you have access to, resources that you don't have access to, what you can do, what you can't do, what are the circumstances that are surrounding you in this moment 
And I think the more you understand that, the more you can, I would say, cope with the journey, the craziness of this journey. Because again, like you said, you know, sometimes if you know that this is your behavioral pattern, like, you know, I tend to leave things and I do that. Trust me, this is my behavioral pattern. That's why I was like, oh, same. (laughs) So, you know, tend to leave things for the last minute and then, you know, hurry it up at the last minute, you know, how do you work around that behavior of yours? Mm -hmm. And for me personally, this is something that I do. I tend to put the deadline a little bit before. So for me, in my mind, I think, oh, wait, I've got to submit. And, you know, I go about my usual way. I panic in the end, but I still have those few days of breather. So it's learning how to first accept who you are as a person. I, I don't always say that, you know, you've got to change who you are and all of those things. While it is necessary for you to tweak certain parts of you so that you can be the best version of yourself, I think that it's important to embrace who you are as a person. You know, those are unique factors about you. And, you know, for example, the part of you that maybe leaves things to the end, maybe that's a part of you that works so well under pressure. And that's something that I can say for myself. I know exactly how to work under pressure. I'm extremely calm. I'm absolutely dignified. I know how to, I thrive under pressure, but that has its pros, that has its cons. And I think part of the entrepreneurial journey is understanding the parts of you that make you who you are and using those to impact your life positively. You know, I think that's what the entrepreneurial journey is about. And about five habits. One, I highly recommend journaling because I think that there are there is just so much volatility when it comes to this entire journey. I think it's really important for you to put your thoughts down somewhere, for you to take the time to understand what's going on in your mind, what's going on, what are the thoughts that you're having to yourself, what are the conversations that you're having, what um, you know thought pattern is happening that is working against you, working for you, and how to capitalize on thought patterns that are working for you, how to remove the thought patterns that are working against you. I think it's very important. And when I say journaling, I don't just mean writing it down. You know, some people, they like talking to themselves, like, you know, verbally, like using a video diary, or uh, this is something that I've personally done as well. I just lay on my bed on the voice memo on my phone and then I just speak, 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 speak. And, you know, those work because, again, when you revisit them, you kind of understand where you are at and that's very, very important for this journey. So that is number one. The second thing I would say is you've got to have a business journal. So there's one personal journal that I have. There's a business journal that I have. Mm -hmm. And one of the main reasons for having a business journal is, A lot of times, especially when we're starting out as entrepreneurs, we can look at other entrepreneurs or other successful businesses and think, oh, whatever strategies are working for them, it's going to work for me. And that never happens. Absolutely never. Those strategies work for that person or that business owner because they implemented it at that point in time for the factors that affect them. And those factors may or may not affect you. That may even not be your strengths as a business owner. So keeping a business journal, kind of monitoring the business decisions that you're making for yourself, why you're making those decisions, what was the impact, what was the solution, what are the problems, all of those things, it basically gives you data for the next part of your decision making. I highly recommend this and you know, write down what problem you're facing in the moment, write down what solution you implemented, write down why you took those uh, steps. And then a few months down the line, come back to it, write down what was the impact? What is something that you would like to change about it? So this is how something that I highly recommend. It doesn't have to be fancy. You know, you just take a notebook, just start writing in it and uh, put in post-its, add in as much information as you can. And trust me, uh, I've been jour- business journaling for about three years now. And it is amazing because you, your business basically is your biggest case study. You have to accept that. So that is one. Then um, another habit that I do is I track my time. I know it's a, it's a little annoying sometimes, and it took me some time to get into the habit of this, but I do track what I'm doing each day. Like 
what uh, because I have so many things I'm a YouTuber a podcast all of these things I actually track what I'm doing and it's not to penalize the time that I'm wasting it's just exactly. to understand myself you know I like taking maybe a one hour break after working four hours a day you know that kind of understanding my behavioral patterns and working around it when I schedule the next few days it has been really helpful for me another thing that I do track and that is is the fourth habit is I track my sleep mood and my uh, stress levels every single day. That is very, very important for me. What I do is I basically do a small um, chart on my book. I write it in my business journal as well. So it's every day that I track, I put the days of the month and then I do like a scale of zero to 10. And then I just go on tracking each day, sleep, mood, and stress. And it's really helpful because there are times where my stress has been absolutely crazy, but because I handle pressure so well and I thrive in pressure, I don't realize it until it's too late or until I'm burned out. So when I take the time to understand what I'm feeling in the moment, like for example, my sleep has not been good. My mood has been off. My stress has been off the charts. It's usually a sign that I'm close to burning out and I've got to take a break. So that is something that I track. I also track my anxiety. I mean, that is just personal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, um, uh, when I had the whole um, visa thing, I started getting anxiety attacks. And for me, that's just a way of coping with stress and the change and all of those things. So it's come to a point where I can handle it. But at the same time, it's important for me to track it. So every single day I'm tracking it. I ask myself, how am I feeling today with respect to my anxiety? And if there's something that's triggering my anxiety, you know, we all have our triggers, then I make sure to write it down and figure out ways of how to, you know, calm myself down, how to cope with the situation. And then I think the fifth habit that I do have is meditation. Absolutely important. It is so, so important for every entrepreneur. And I think that there's a common misconception that meditation is having no thoughts in your mind. And I think that's really, really hard because as entrepreneurs, there are a million thoughts running in our (laughs) mind. I mean, this is a, it's a very natural thought uh, pattern that goes on in our mind. And that's the reason why we became an entrepreneur. Um, Everything's just crazy up there. (laughs) And in a good way, it helps us so much, right? But meditation is basically just allowing those thoughts to flow. Just giving yourself that 30 minutes or one hour every single day to just let those thoughts run free and wild. Like, you know, like those horses run in the wild. It really calms you down after that because you're not stressing out. You're not giving yourself a particular direction for those thoughts to flow. Nothing. You're just seeing You're just watching what thoughts are flowing in your mind for those 30 minutes. And that really calms me down. It helps me cope with the stress a a lot better. And it also like, you know, there's different ways that you can go about meditation. You can have positive affirmations. Oh, those are so, so helpful because I think a lot of times we believe in the negative voices that are outside of us. And I think, having that um, time dedicated for affirmations really helps you believe what's the actual reality of your power. So yeah, those are my five habits, Anna Kay. Yes, thank you for sharing that. You know, you, you touch on a lot of things that are very important. And one of the things that, you know, I've never thought of before, but is so important. And it's that journaling for your business, because, you know, um, you journal. I sure, you know, many of us without even thinking, we journal, we take that book, that pen, and if, even if you don't use pen, you know, we have technology these days. And so we journal where, you know, whatever pops in our head, we we write, we jot it down. But I've never, ever thought about separating the business from the personal, because I feel like I just journal for everything. If I have something, I just put it down. But that makes so much sense right now. And I'm like, Thank you for sharing that because I would not even think about that, but that is important. And then the other thing that you touched on was the the mindset, you know, how we get so flustered with everyone else, every other person around us that we forget that, you know, listen, get out of your head sometimes. 
And I say, I'm in my head half the time. You know, sometimes I have this great idea. And then the other time I'm like, no, it's not going to work. And then <laughs> another time I'm like, yes, it can work. And then the other time I'm like, no, it's not going to work. Absolutely. So I do get it. You know, uh, I, I understand what it means to be in your head, but you know, stepping out, it's not going to be easy. And I, I feel like people say this all the time, get out of your head, get out of your head. And, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably wondering, oh, it's not that easy. Of course, yeah, I of 100% course. agree with that. It's not that easy. But the minute you decide to do something that you deemed as not even important, you find how crazy it is that you step out of your comfort zone for a second and so many doors open up for you. People that you didn't even expect, people that you didn't even think of, they're coming back, rushing in saying, hey, I want to work with you, or I want to be a part of this, or I want to help you. And this is a perfect example. So before, you know, I've taken what, nine months off the podcast, or maybe more, practically nine months, maybe more. And, you know, I was like, really flustered, trying to think about like, what am I going to do next? Like, do I want to continue the podcast? Do I not want to continue the podcast? And I remember I, I, I use this pod match. We, you know, we, we know what pod matches and I use it. I went on there and it was just like a rush of people saying, Hey, I want to be in your podcast. Hey. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm back to, you know, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I, I guess I'm back. And it was just one of those things where I literally just said, you know what, I'm going to go at it. I'm going to do for it. I'm going to go for it. Not knowing the direction that I'm going to take, but now I know what I want. And now I know the direction that I am aiming for. Sometimes you just have to go for it and then everything will fall into place, you know? So if you keep telling yourself, no, Mm. you'll never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I think that there's such a common misconception. And I think you will agree with me, Anna Kay, is that a lot of people think that we need to have things figured out before we actually get into it. But I don't think that's true. I mean, if I look at every single thing that I've done in my life so far, I never had to figure it out completely, at least. I mean, I just knew my first step. And I figured it out as I went through the entire process. And I think that's how, you know, that's the mindset that we should be in, that it's okay if we don't have it figured out. We're going to figure it out eventually or as we go through it. Exactly. I mean, if you think about a new job, right? You know how it's like you have, you need five years experience, you need two years experience, you need a year experience. You could go to school for three years. You could go to school for four years. You could come back out not having that experience, even though you went through this entire course. But guess what? It's the on the duty, on duty, you know, being there, being around in the environment. That's how you're going to learn. And so no one is going to go into a job knowing exactly what is going to take or what's going to happen there. But you go to that job every single day learning because every single day, whether or not that job is the easiest job on this planet, to you it might look easy. But if you put your foot in that shoes, it's the hardest thing for you to do. And so- it's if you think about it that way, just go for it. Just take yes. one step forward and, and try to make the best use of what you have in the moment because you're definitely going to learn something new every single day. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that, Anna Yeah, you're going to learn something. So let's go into some techniques that you know entrepreneurs can use to fuel their business. You deal with the part of it that many of us are scared of tackling many of us are like I am not that savvy when it come on to this digital world and even now where we have so many different ways to make money in this um you know world <laughs> um online some people are so scared I'm I'm one of those people who were when it comes on to reels I have the idea in my head but I don't want to do it myself if that makes sense so <laughs> Help us out here. What are some techniques that we can use to, you know, become more comfortable in this this world? Yeah, absolutely, Anna So one thing I would say is when you're starting out, always start with just one platform. I know uh, when people look at me, they're like, oh, Prit, but you're on so many different platforms. And I say that's happened over the span of 
three years. It's taken me time and I focused on one at a time. So don't look at me as an example. Don't look at me today as an example, because when I started out, it was just one at a time and then I slowly picked it up. So I would say, take the time to figure out which platform suits your strengths. Mm-hmm. So I know, Anna Kay, you said, you know, you're not really comfortable with certain aspects. So pick platforms where you are absolutely comfortable. So for example, you're really good at writing, then maybe LinkedIn is for you. Maybe you are absolutely witty and you have those amazing one-liners and Twitter is for you, you know, and maybe if you're someone like me, you like speaking and you like talking a lot, then maybe Instagram is for you. So figure out what your strengths are first, figure out how you're comfortable giving content because there are amazing things that you can do based on your strengths for any of these platforms. Now let's come to Instagram because it is definitely one of the places to be right now. I would say that. And that's the thing about social media. You've got to be where your audience is. Unfortunately, that's true. But one thing that I see a lot of people missing out on is they forget to think about what their strengths are. So again, you know, and okay, if you're not somebody who's comfortable to put yourself, your your face out there, design story posts on Canva and then put that up. You know, you can always use videos of your product, videos of uh, your surroundings as reels instead of putting yourself out there. But it's important to hop with the trend. That is something that I would say as a marketer, because one, the algorithm is really pushing it. And if you want that exposure, then you've kind of got to play the game. But it's not always that you've got to show your face. Um, There are so many things that you can do, even if it's just, um, I would say uh, one of the most popular things that I've seen is people just working, putting their camera in front of them and just working, not even speaking or even interacting with the camera in any way. And then they just put a voice over about something on life and, you know, something about success. Those work really well. So one side, try to figure out what your strengths are. The second, try to see what you're comfortable with. And I would say the third thing is hop on the latest trends. Okay. And even if it's just your surroundings, like show your work table or show a garden that you go to, or the park that you go to nearby or a restaurant that you visit, those are different parts of your life that it's important to show. Because I think that, you know, the other thing I want to draw from this is, you know, it's time consuming, really time consuming. And, you know, for a new company or for a new entrepreneur who's coming up, they don't have that money to say, hey, let me go um, give a marketer this part of my, you know, company or say, hey, I'm going to hire you because they don't have that fun. It helps to build a connection with your audience as well. So what are some tools or even some softwares that you've used in the past that you say, you know, it's pretty easy to navigate. Absolutely. So for me personally, that's something that I believe. I believe that content has variations and you've got to figure out what works for you. You can create content for five minutes. You can create content for 30 minutes. You can create content for five hours as well. And so it's always good for you to understand what kind of content gets you the least amount of time that to make it basically. And that's something that's worked for me. And that's why I'm on so many different platforms. My podcast episodes, the ones that I give solo episodes, they do not exceed beyond 15 minutes. And because that's just the amount of time that I have reserved for that. However, if I had more time, maybe I would do a 60 minute thing. So first, I think it's important for you to understand how much time you have on hand after you've finished all your business tasks, because again, you are primarily a business owner first. So this is something that I personally do. I figure out, okay, well, I have all of these admin tasks. I have all of these client work. After that, maybe I have about two hours a week. What can I fit in that two hours? And then that's what I determine as my frequency. A lot of times people say, oh, we've got to post five times a week. And, you know, they kind of get into that frenzy. It's not that. Always choose a frequency that works for you because consistency matters over, you know, quantity of how many times you're posting it. Mm -hmm. So if you can keep up with one podcast episode a week, that's what you stick to. If you can post maybe two or three reels a week, that's all. Stick to that, but make sure that you're consistent with that over a period of time. 
as per uh, when you say tools, I guess I would say I've got like this Excel sheet where I track how much time I spend on different uh, activities. And then I kind of subtract all of that and figure out my content creation. But other than that, really, I keep my entire content creation process as simple as possible because the more tools you use, again, it gets overwhelming for you. You're like, okay, I've got to do this, 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 this. Whereas for me, it's just grab my tripod, grab my phone, open up Instagram, and that's it. It's just three steps. And it's easier for me to get there rather than, okay, I've got to do something else, or I've got to open up another tool or another software and then start, um, you know, messing things up over there and all of those things. So I would recommend, you know, keep it as simple as possible. Find what works for you. There's a free scheduling tool that Instagram has. It's called Creator Studio. Highly recommend you use that. Of course, you can't really schedule reels right now, but posts, you can do that. Batch your work. If you are free for two hours this week and maybe you can create 10 pieces of content that you can schedule out for the next six weeks, amazing. You know, try to batch your content because your mind is already in that frame of working through and doing that task. It becomes easier and quicker as you do it in that same period of time. So those are a few tips and tricks that I would have. And even if you have Canva, which is like really popular. Oh, Canva is amazing. Yeah, exactly. You can schedule your posts on there too. So yeah, that's true. Facebook, Instagram. So if you have that, you can also use that too. Customer service is very important. It is pretty much, you know, one of the ways that people come back to your company and they, they love that energy. They love that vibes. They love how you help them. So what are some incentives that you have or would you recommend to entrepreneurs to even in this digital age where you're not literally, you know, seeing that person face to face, but what are some incentives that they can offer that could grab people back to their, their service to come back to their website and just to, you know, engage with them? Absolutely. So I would always recommend having a, some sort of a referral program. And not just that, like, even if you um, can't afford to have a referral program, what I would say is when someone refers you, take the time to reach out to them and say thank you. You know, you have no idea how meaningful that is. And even, and this is something that I personally do. I actually record myself on a, like a short one minute video and I thank them personally. And then I send it to them. It's those little personal touches that don't cost you anything, but that mean so much to the other person on the other end. And then um, in terms of um, what works for me in terms of my Etsy products, I would say thank you vouchers. So you, if they've bought your product, you give them 10% discount for the next time that they buy any of your products. I call them thank you vouchers. You can you know, have your creativity and name it whatever you want, but those work as well. Another thing that I personally do is I randomly just reach out to my clients during holidays or during special events, or if I know that their anniversary or I see their birthday come up on an Instagram post, I personally reach out to them. I send them a voice note or I just send them a message. And those are little, little things that one, you're telling them that you care about them even after the project is done, but also on another, on a marketing perspective, you're on their mind as well, right? You're staying in touch with them and you may not explicitly ask them for, oh, well, do you know someone? You don't have to explicitly ask. Just the fact that you're taking the time to wish them maybe for Christmas or maybe on their anniversary, that itself puts so much of value on you. And there have been so many times where I've wished for Christmas and then someone has reached back out to me saying, oh, well, Prit, happy, you know, Merry Christmas. But I, there's this client I have and I think you might be a good fit. And it's yeah. just those little things, you know, you may not have to actively put effort, but there is a very low key effort that goes into it. So these are a few things that I would recommend. I would always say, don't look at them as a number, look at them as relationships, you know, exactly. people that you want to connect with, people that you just vibe with and just are genuinely, you know, curious and you care for them, I guess I would say. Yeah. I always look at it as, you know, when you go out to shop, you know, you take a day to go to the mall and you happen to, you know, go into a store that you've been in, you know, you 
it's the first time you're going into the store but then you walk in and that feeling of like welcome you feel welcome in that store you leave with that even if you went to five different stores for the day you're going to leave with that moment you're going to leave with the way it felt and so it's the same way when that um customer that has worked with you they see you popping up in their dm or they see an email from you saying hey happy birthday how are you or you know just something like that they they go back to that moment to say oh my god they they remembered or you were paying attention to what I was saying so little things even if there's some things that you could do if you're talking to a client and they mention something to you like something that they wanted and say you're able to even offer it as an incentive you know something that you can provide to them at no cost, you know, and they might not be even thinking about it like that, but you caught that and you caught it, you write it down and you say, Hey, I'm going to do this as an incentive for them. So then when you do that, you're going to think about how detail oriented you are because you're paying attention to what they are asking for. As you said, it's just the, the little things, the small things can help a person because when someone does something for me, and I'm like, oh, wow, you were really paying attention to what I was saying. Then I'm going to always have you on my mind or I'm going to always remember that moment or what you have done for me. So I think something special like that is going to always be a part of that person. And it's just the way you relay that message to. Remember, it's important for you. You know, not every time we need to be all angry and, you know, pushy. You know, sometimes it's easy saying, that's okay. I completely understand. Maybe I can't help you at this moment, but if you do need me, you know, I'll be here. You know, you don't have to be pushy all the time. And you and you will be surprised how the same person you said that to will come back to you and say, hey, thank you for not being so pushy. And I want to go with you because you yeah. you understand where I was coming from and you actually supported me with what I wanted to do. So yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree with that. And I think that a lot of times we panic because we think, oh, we've got to spend for marketing or we've got to spend for building relationships. It's really not, you know, even if they said, oh, my son goes to this and this school and you just remembered their name. That's it. It's it's just as simple as that. You know, it's those little things. Yeah. And don't be too quick to just get them out of your space. That's all yes. you t- yeah. take your time. I know we all have to rush because we have so yes. many things to do in the 24 hours that we have. Some of us eight hours, you know, it depends on how long you work, 10 hours. But, you know, during the eight, 10 hours that you work, we have so much to do. But just taking that moment, not to show that, you know, I'm watching my, my watch every minute or I'm looking all around because you're just like, oh, I need to go or, I need to just stop talking to me. No, because guess what? People watches, you know, your body language. I'm a big person. Absolutely. I am so big on it. And that's one of my things. When you, when I see that body language start to flur and you're like looking on your watch and you're you're looking all (laughs) over and you're gazing, I personally take that as an offense. So it seems as if you don't want to have my business or my service. So I'm going somewhere else. So you have to realize that people, they also watch your body. They watch you. Oh my God. I I can't, I got to tell you this, Anna Kay. There was somebody I was on a sales call with very recently and I was being pitched to. And so he finished telling me his services and I was debating. I mean, I figured that I was not ready for it now, but I would have been ready in December. And the minute I said that, you should have seen, he just wanted to end the call. He just wanted to quit. And you know, I was just about to tell him that I think you can reach out to me in December. But the way he behaved in that moment, I was like, nope, even if I'm ready in December, I am not going to be working with you. Exactly. You know, it's just that people observe mm-hmm. and, and you have to, it, don't just do it because people are observing, but because you also need that connection in your life. Like, exactly. like Anna Kay said, you know, when we first started talking, it's just that that whole concept that life is about love and you know building connections and having those things and making your life a little bit more meaningful as well. So if not doing it for the, the business, do it for your self-love and your care as well. Exactly. Yeah. 
you have to do it for you. At the end of the day, you know, we're all going to learn from each other. And I always say this, you know, you take, you teach me something, I'll teach you something. Yes. And where I mess up, where I fall short, you're going to help me to, you know, look, look at it differently. And so Absolutely. if you can be patient, um, be courteous, be kind to someone, you know, it's going to take you a far away. I'm not going to say that yes. you should take disrespect or, you know, if someone mm. is in you a, a type of way that you don't want, mm-hmm. then yeah, definitely. You know what your limits are and you know yeah, what to of do. course, of course. It motivates you every single day that you might repeat to yourself or is that something that you've learned from a tender age and you have characters, you know, share one thing that... So before we go... Okay, so uh, this is something that I've heard Mel Robbins say and I've also heard many other people say as well and it's uh, something that deeply resonates with me and that is... Well, I know you're scared today, okay? You're scared to do whatever it is that your heart really wants you to do. But what if it works out? What if it all comes together? What if this ends up being the best your life will ever get, you know? So take that leap. Take that leap today, whatever it may be. And I think it's up to us to allow our desires to lead the life that we want. That is so true. What if it was, you know? What if it works out? What if it worked out? Absolutely. That's it. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) You never know. But thank you so much for sharing that. And thank Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Um, I really and truly took a lot away from today. And one of the things that I am going to start doing is doing a business journaling and a personal journaling. I am definitely going to be doing that you know, I'm so grateful for the fact that you mentioned the butterfly because it's, it resonates with me so much. And with your story, I can see it unfolding. And as you continue to, you know, journey through this digital, you know, world, um, and as you proceed to build your business, I wish you all the success. And I pray that everything that you want will come to you. And so everyone, that's Thank listening you. to Thank this you, pod- you're welcome so everyone <laughs> that's listening to this podcast definitely go follow go visit her website if you need any support any help when it comes down to marketing priya is here for you she has all the resources and definitely we'll have all the links that will be in the description on this podcast So thank you so much for being here and have a wonderful day. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Anna Kay, for having me on this amazing podcast. I learned from you as well. It was just amazing. I love this conversation. Thank you. Go for it now because the future is promised to no one. You have just listened to a weekly episode of For Change Be Bold podcast. You can keep the conversation going by following us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page at For Change Be Bold Podcast. And until next week, have a wonderful Friday.